hi welcome back to the life with moyos podcast and i just want to say thank you for the love thank you for the support that i've received on this podcast so far um during the week i i realized or i got a message from um the from anchor that i had over 800 plays and i'm like yay my podcast is growing and um it's possible because of you guys that have listened in and to everyone that has sent me a message to say oh the last episode really touched them like they felt like they could relate to everything that i had said in the podcast and i just want to say thank you you know i don't know if i would stop saying thank you but yeah i just want to say thank you for the love and the support and um just a quick reminder for anyone who is listening in for the first time life with moyo podcast is about moyo's life my uh, perspective on life in general navigating life in a new country and and giving insights on issues that are bound in today's society so today's episode is um i don't know how to put it but it's something that i've that i've been through it's something that has happened to me personally so i'm like so i was thinking about it and i'm because I, I was thinking of the topic to to um to speak on for this week and you know i i was just searching all over and then i remembered that okay this thing has happened to me and i'm sure a lot of people can relate to it so why not do a podcast on it or why not do an episode on it and so yes i remember that i remember during the week i put up a poll on my instagram page and um and then I, I told people to take a guess on what the topic would be. And then um, I got some responses. I think the one that really made me laugh the most was dating in Nigeria. See, if I do a podcast on dating in Nigeria, would not. I think you people will listen for days because I've got stories to tell regarding dating in nigeria so let me just cut up my cut off my cheats my my cheats chitty chatty self because i talk a lot and i can digress a lot so anyway back to the topic for today so the topic for today is drum roll please um navigating a toxic work environment like navigating or my experience i would say that i would would, would make it my experience working in a toxic environment i think yes i think that's a better mm, actually wrote down the topic but yeah i think that's a better that's a better top um topic you know my experience working in a toxic environment so let me get down to it so um <clears throat> uh, i don't even know where to start from to be honest because um 
I know that a lot of people would have would have dealt with issues like the, like working in the toxic culture and there's some people that are probably going through it right now and are thinking how do I get myself out of this how do I survive how do I how do I leave this place I'm, I'm drained mentally I'm drained physically I'm drained emotionally how do I get out of here don't worry I've got you and I'm here to tell you about my experience and how I was able to get out of the situation and I also um I also spoke with a few people you know just to get pointers you know how have they if they were ever in such situations how did they get themselves out of it or if they're currently there how are they navigating it so don't worry sit back relax enjoy grab your drink grab your popcorn and listen on so um for me right when when i initially got the job i was very happy you know oh this office is beautiful very nice i'm like oh god and to be honest right i think i should have known or i should have seen the writing on the wall when all through my interview process like i i was delayed for not 30 minutes I think there was an interview that I had and I was delayed for an hour thereabout. And I should have known then that oh my, this is a a red flag. But you know the excitement, you know, of getting a job, working in a very fine office, wearing stilettos, wearing your nice dresses and nice, you know, corporate wears. I was just like, you know, this is where I want to work. So I did everything. Like I put all my best in in my interview process and all of that. And then I got the job. And then I remember the first day that I joined. I remember, um, you know, they were all very welcoming, whatnot. No, very sweet. Like I met my teammates, very sweet people. Like I don't think that... I would trade them for like if I'm to experience that place again, removing the the toxic culture out of it or the toxic environment, I would choose to work with them again because they were the best, literally, they were the best set of people to work with. And um, you know, as a newbie now, you're now you're trying to understand how the whole place works, blah 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 blah. I know first week, second week, then I think the first experience that I had was um so I took a a document, you know, and I didn't know that my powder had <laughs> stained because I didn't look at it well. If I had known I would have looked at it well, so it was my fault because I didn't pay attention to detail. So my powder had stained the document and I took it to my then boss to sign and oh my god. Hey. The way she raised the voice on me. Oh more. Like da 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 the next time you bring this, 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 this. To be honest, I was scared. And from that moment henceforth. I stopped wearing powder to work. I stopped wearing makeup to work. Like I literally stopped 
because I knew that I was going to be taking documents to her to sign. And I didn't want any kind of situation. I didn't want to be embarrassed. I didn't want to be shouted at. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be looked, talked down on. I didn't want anybody to speak to me in a condescending manner. So I said, if wearing makeup is going to pose a problem, I think I'm not going to wear makeup because I sometimes you don't know, like you've probably touched your face, you know, and whatnot. So that happened. I'm like, okay, maybe she was just in a bad mood. Do you get? And then um, I think by, I think in my fifth month, I can't remember if it was my fifth month or my fourth month, but I remember looking around and asking myself if I was going to, because I was seeing people that, uh, people had people done five years, um, is it four, five years or three years? I can't remember. Some people had, like, they were, they've been there for a while, like when the whole place literally started. And I'm like, oh, okay, do I really want to be in this kind of place for a long time? I remember asking myself that question, like, and I, I was like, oh, maybe I can do five years, you know. And then um, and then I'm like, I'm not sure I can do five years. I said the maximum I can do here is two years. Two years, then I leave. Great. And then, um, you know, gosh, like, like remembering these things, it's, it's just, it's just very, I don't know, it's, like it's just a part of me that I shut off. Like, I like I really don't want to remember it because uh, it 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 didn't feel like you know. There are times that you genuinely make honest mistakes, and you would expect that you know uh, whoever is your supervisor, yes, they may be pissed off at it, but then there's a way they can speak to you. And you would also know that you've you've made a honest mistake and you'd know how to like retract your steps and do whatnot. But I didn't really get that vibe except from the people that were like my direct supervisors. Do you understand? Like my teammates, you know. And oh god. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Like so um so one particular thing that I didn't really like was the oh God, 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 God. I need to take my time. I think I'm having PTSD. <laughs> so um I didn't like the condescending manner. Like it's one thing for someone who works with you and i understand that you're probably this person's senior it's one thing for them to you know make mistakes even if it's honest mistake or if they didn't know or if it was whatever mistake it it is you know there are ways that you talk to people there are ways that you would help people navigate whatever it is that that they've done and say oh i know that this is what you did and it doesn't make sense. But there, there are ways that you put it. And the person will know that, ah, Nami Fokob, I actually made a mistake here. Do you understand? And 
they would also do their best to like not repeat the same mistake but when people make mistakes like very honest mistake like and they're so scared and petrified you know because they don't want to be talked down on they don't want they don't know what the next course of action they don't want to be shouted at you know a lot a, a, a lot of things you know like i got shouted at a lot of times like i felt like I felt, I, I, felt, I felt like a child at some point because it was so bad. Like, I was, I remember there was a time, like, anytime they tell me, oh, take documents to this person to sign, I always get scared. Like, I would check and check. I understand that, okay, maybe you're doing this in order for the person to, you know, pay more attention to detail, um, you know, maybe you know get the person to like concentrate on their work and put in their best f putting their best in their work but when it's coming uh, from a place of fear then it doesn't make sense like every time i used to be i used to be so scared like you know i have to rehearse like there are times that i have to rehearse everything that i want to say to this person once i'm there because i know that if i make a mistake this person will not say it in a manner that Omoluabi will say it. Omoluabi means a responsible person. I don't know if that's the meaning, but like a kind person, you know. Like, you know, just say it nicely. Like, okay, even if you don't want to say it nicely, there are dip, there are dip, diplomacy. You just don't blot out whatever it is you're, it is you're thinking in your head. You're forgetting these people are humans as well. They're working with you, right? You treat them with respect. Respect is usually earned and not commanded. Do you understand? But a lot of people do not know this. And I remember growing up, my mom used to tell me, like, you don't command respect. You earn it. The only reason why you see people shining tea with you or being friendly or, or just... It's just because they they're, res- they're, they're respecting you out of fear and it's just because oh i don't want to be in this person's bad books right and a lot of times right you you now find out that you don't really have genuine people you just have people that uh that just want to please you you know you just want you just see people that okay uh this is what this person wants so i'm going to do it this way because this is how this person wants you know and then you know a lot of like a lot of times where they say oh we want you guys to be innovative we want you to be able to work on your own and then you still micromanage them it doesn't make sense like it really doesn't make sense why are you micromanaging people do you understand why you you did you they went through about four or five steps of the interview process you know their worth right and then they get on to to do the job and then you start making them feel less of themselves you start making them feel like they don't know what they're doing they don't know what they're saying you know like in my time at this particular place of work i saw a grown man cry ha god God, I beg. Like, I literally saw a grown man cry because someone somewhere sat down somewhere and decided to be very condescending and mean. Like, it was just... Like, that place was just giving mean, mean girl vibes, to be honest. Like, you know when you... That high school movie, Mean Girls. 
it was just giving mean girls but like a grown ass man cry uh god forbid like seeing all of that made me like i started counting down on my days you know how somebody will tell you oh i'm resigning and you're happy for them and you know when they tell you they're resigning it's not because they have somewhere they're going to right a lot of times people had to take people had to take salaries that were lesser or had to take a pay cut you know just to get out of the system because they were done with the system they were they were done like it didn't make sense you know i saw that happen and i'm like okay you know when that when somebody comes and say oh i'm great i'm resigning and you're happy for the person in my head i'm always like hey god please when is it going to be my turn because i'm tired of this place like every time i have to go to work i always have palpitations no jokes like i always get scared to go to work i remember there was a time um traffic <laughs> everybody that has witnessed that knows lagos you know lagos traffic and you know when they're repairing that eco bridge todd Milan bridge you know how the traffic is horrible i remember one day like i was like hey i woke up early everything you know got to and then there was this mad ass traffic and i'd been told oh eight o'clock on the dot or nothing hi father lord i remember i was trying to beat eight o'clock on the dot you know and then i just sent a message just in case because i don't want to holler and then um I remember I had to take, there were so many times I had to fly bike, motorcycle from Marina to my office back then because I was always petrified. I was always scared. I didn't want to be late. I didn't want anybody to come for my head. Like it was that bad. And Jesus. Anyway, moving on. So I remember um I was one of also one of the things that that didn't make sense to me was trainings like very <laughs> So I think there was a time that personally there was a time that I said I wanted a particular training because it was in line with what I was doing and the response that i got was oh are you not a professional in this field why do you need this training and in my head i'm like i don't understand the more reason why i need it two people left it's just me here and me working here i i i'm still like intermediate whatever you're expecting me to do like an associate the work that an associate would do on a normal day you're expecting me like an entry level to do it which i don't mind it's n- because at the end of the day i was i would learn from it but if i'm now saying okay this work that you said i should do i need training in it and you're telling me are you not a professional and i'm like how so a lot of times some of the as much as I'm grateful for some of the trainings, but I didn't feel the impact, especially in my line of work, in what I'm doing. 
like i didn't see any impact like i didn't there was nothing to for training i didn't feel like there was value added for me do you understand it felt like it was me giving 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 until i left that was how i felt that's my personal experience i don't know how any other person felt but it just felt like i was giving everything that i had with no value added per se and to be honest in as much as a lot of things happened i'm still grateful for the experience because having to work alone at some point you know really opened my eyes like i learned a lot which i could say was like i learned a lot i learned how to manage a a, 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 a finance unit not manage manage per se but because we had consultants so i was literally the only staff then we had consultants so basically i was managing them sort of because they didn't really know the business process and i had to explain the business processes to them i had to teach them on board and all of that and i was learning from them as well so yeah that happened but anyway <sighs> i don't know but my advice is if you want to do training for anybody make it very impactful right these people are given to you give back to them and another thing that i didn't like was the unhealthy competition for me personally it might not be any other person's experience but i just felt there was this very unhealthy competition that was going on it wasn't out there per se but there was just very unhealthy condition um, a competition and i really do not want to go into all the details because nah i really would not want to do that so in all of this right oh another thing that i missed was you know when you're having appraisal and they're literally forcing whatever thing they want to give to you to you like you do not have a choice this is what i want so i remember there was a time i had um I had my appraisal so the person that was my supervisor like he did my appraisal and it was good because he knew what i was doing he knew all my inputs right and he appreciated my work basically and then for some reason he left right so it because for some reason they felt oh it wasn't a good appraisal and i'm like 82 percent isn't a good appraisal so what is a good appraisal and then um i did the appraisal again and it was downgraded and i can never forget this statement because it really hurt deep because i knew the kind of work i was putting in i knew the the mental stress i was going through i knew how emotionally distressed i was like every time like always having to go into into the office and you're scared you don't know what's going to come up next you know and um so i remember um my appraisal and then this person goes oh what do you contribute to the you don't contribute anything to the financial statement and in my head i'm like hello 
number one, I'm the only staff in this place. The others are consultants. The bulk of the work is on me. Everything that you see, the finished products that you see that maybe the consultants were preparing at the time because I didn't have the expertise, right, that I begged you for to train me in so that we didn't have to get a consultant. But you refused. And then, for some reason, I had to take the blame. And then um, this person goes, you don't contribute anything. I'm like, who prepares to fix us a schedule? Who monitors the payments? Who monitors the accrual schedule? Who monitors all of these things? The revenues, the inflows, the expenses. And I'm like, nah, fam, I can't do this. Like, that was, like, it was written on my appraisal. And I'm like, what? I said, you know what? Like, I didn't even have the strength to, like, argue back or anything. I just said, you know what? Whatever it is that, that you, because I know that stuff. I'm like, whatever it is, I've taken it. That's how I want. That's that's what you think about me. But I know that I know the level of work that I put in this place and everything. And that happened. And um I remember uh <laughs> time I remember this day, I was like, wow, I've worked in one hell of a place but we thank the lord now so anyway um that happened and i'm like you don't even understand my work you've not tried to understand what i do but you're ready to criticize how and i'm not going to say that oh that was perfect or i did the absolute best or whatever and i'm sure i'm sure that there were times that i made honest mistakes and you know i i I had to always like um make up for it and also remember it was just it's just one person handling all like you know when you have you know in most finance departments they're segregated divided you have the accounts payable account receivable we didn't have all of that it was just one person doing all of it right and everything and i'm like i know my onions i know the work that i put in so i'm like i'm not going to to be honest it was it was pride at some point because i'm like i'm not going to convince anybody of my work i know my work to be honest from my part i was because i remember some of my colleagues were like oh no maybe you should go back to this person so that you can review your appraiser and tell this person this is what you do and maybe they can honest i'm like i know my work i know what i do here if this person isn't going to see it i'm not going to make her see it i'm going to look for where my where i will be valued and that's what i did i went i looked for where i would be valued Anyway, back to the main gist. Um, another, I think another um, experience for me was um, I'd been working there for a while for without breaks. I didn't have, I didn't go on leave. Like you know, year end is always crazy because you had to like always be in the office with the with the auditors and all of that. And then, um, towards the period when my dad was sick, I wanted to go on leave. 
and I didn't want a situation where I had to be using my dad's illness as excuse to leave the office, like or to be begging for my leave days. Because you literally have to beg for your leave days. So I don't know how it works now, but you, then you literally have to be begging for your leave days to take your leave days. Um, and I remember um, saying, "Oh, I would like to go on leave." So 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 and. Although it was, it might be a wrong timing. It could have, it might have been a wrong timing from the business perspective. But at the end of the day, it is my leave. I have every right to take my leave, right? And what I got back was, I was being selfish. I know that this is, um, I'm the only person here. People have left who's going to handle a lot of things and everything. And funny enough, unfortunately, my when my dad died, I had to now leave the same place that they said you could not go on leave. I had to leave there for like nine days. Yes, nine days, because I remember very, very well. And I remember out of that, I had about 30-something days. <laughs> I had about 30-something days, and I got nine days just because oh it was now it was now unfortunate that my dad died and everything and then i remember this person had to ask me why didn't i tell why didn't you say that your dad was sick i don't understand i don't have to tell you personal problems before you you give me my leave days i don't it doesn't it it shouldn't get to that point I i shouldn't be begging you to take my leave days do you understand and as much as I want to understand where they're coming from, from the business perspective, I also, I would also like people to also come from the employers, employees perspective as well. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know what it is that they're going through. And then, you know, another thing was the silent closing hour on, in your, whatever. I remember in my offer letter, it was eight to five. But for some reason, you cannot leave the office until 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock at times. And I remember there are times that I would get emails, nobody leaves the office until this, this, this is done. And it could map out into 9, 10, late in the night. I'm like, this is not a way to leave. You're going to, people are going to start falling on the ground and start dying at this rate, you know. Like a whole lot of things that were just wrong absolutely wrong because when i moved into my new role it was weird like my boss wasn't micromanaging me that is that we have to start taking if i go to him to say okay come and say he will say uh i trust you don't worry go ahead like i felt seen i felt valued you know i felt seen i felt valued i felt appreciated after i left you know and it's such a and i think it's very common in most nigerian companies organizations per se because where i worked i worked with international organization if you say oh this is when i want to go and leave nobody will ask you why are you picking so 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 and so so date what they will tell you is okay do hand over who are you handing over to blah 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 you're going on your leave finish if there's an emergency they would first send you a message to say oh there's a bit of an emergency. Can we? Can you take a call? Can you ask? Can you give a response to this? You are respected. You are valued. Like it's so. You have a long way to go. Anyway, uh, so I would say that for anyone that is going through this, have the best support system. 
to be honest if it's going to be maybe your cut and i and, and another thing that i noticed is a lot of us in that office bonded over our trauma to be honest because there was always the support you know once somebody sees you and everything and then they know that ah maybe somebody has shouted at you or maybe something has gone wrong or maybe somebody has spoken to you and you're just sad they just come and give you a hug i remember there was a time i was coming out from my supervisor's office i think some someone had heard a shout at me and something and this woman came and said come to my office and even she she said come into my office she gave me a hug and i started crying like i cried my eyes out that day and uh, it wasn't funny but anyway i'm just glad that i was able to get out of the system at the time that i got out because having to do with the death of my dad i was going through a lot like it was i was mentally stressed and i remember my exit interview that i had i'm like one thing you need to put into consideration or you need to do better is money like the mental health of your employees like a lot of people were always very mean i saw myself becoming very mean and i'm like this is not who i am you know that very i don't even want to talk about it a big but anyway, for anyone that is dealing with this kind of situation, my advice is get a very good support system and a lot of fasting and prayers because you will really need it, to be honest. A lot of fasting and prayer got me, like really helped me and I, I am grateful for it. A lot of fasting and prayer, a lot of, and I, another thing that I know that I did a lot was impulse buying and I know that some also, some other people too can testify to impulse buying. like. It was after I left that I realized, oh, I don't even buy things like I used to buy before in when I was working in this social. It was not later when I was having a conversation that I realized, oh, this was why <laughs> I was impulse buying because I was stressed out. You know, and always always have snacks and the planted chips, cookies, you know, just to and one thing that I used to do is once I leave work, I shut down completely. Like I don't try to remember anything that has to do with work. I look for fun things to do. Like the, the I'm at I'm at an event. I've gone out. I've gone to eat out with friends. I've gone to see a movie. I've gone for one beer. I've gone for a wedding. Like I used to do a lot of things to like get my mind off whatever it is that I was going through. And then when Monday comes again, I'm like, oh gosh, I'm about to start a new week. And then I start having palpitations again until the week is ended. So a lot, like a lot of, um, you know, you are going to cry. Trust me. You will cry a lot. If you have not even started, like if you're in that situation and you, you will cry, except if you are very strong, even the strongest of them all cried. So you will cry a lot, like you will get hot, but just, just hold on. Like, you know, have an exit plan. It's very, very important for you to have an exit plan. Like very, very important. Just have your exit plan and walk towards it because I'm not going to advise anybody to stay in the toxic environment for long. It's not advisable. Your life will be, may, may your life not be cut short because it's on, like, it's very unnecessary. You know, I know that the work situation in the, or the, the way the labor market is kind of, you know, the way the labor market is, you know, 
it's kind of scary to to want to leave without having something i remember i was speaking to some like an older colleague and he was like do you have six months salary saved up somewhere and i'm like yes i do and like do you have another offer and i said no he said i know that you you feel like you've saved up to six months salary but i would advise you do not leave until you find something and i'm happy i took that advice because i had gotten to the point where i was like you know what i'm done i don't mind sitting at home at some point i said i was gonna learn makeup skills <laughs> at some point i said i was gonna learn how to do makeup and be 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 an entrepreneur because i was done like i was literally done like i had people that would that left without another job it was that bad but I'm just happy and grateful to see that I'm in a better place and some of the colleagues that I was with at the time, like, you know, they're in better places, things are getting better for them, you know. And I just say, like, if you're a boss, don't be mean. Go necessary. It's not necessary. Don't be mean. Don't be a mean person. Be empathetic towards the people that you work with. See, this life is very fickle. You, you don't know where you're going to meet this person another day. You could need them. And then, they, when you now need them, and then you're, you're like, oh, this person was very mean to me. Especially, uh, like, I think because of the upbringing, my parents, like, don't don't be mean to people. Be kind always. I don't know what it takes. Like, it's it doesn't take anything to be kind. It doesn't. It doesn't remove the fact that people will respect you. The more, the kinder you are, the more respect or the more people will respect you. It's that simple. And you feel like, oh, I have to show who I am before. Um, so I don't want them to think that I'm a walkover. No, it's unnecessary. I remember there was a time, like, I was hearing screams in the office. And I'm like, what's going on? This is a three-story building, for goodness sake. What? Hey, <laughs> I remember the consultants that used to work with us. Like, huh? Is this what people go through? I'm like, gosh, like it's it's so bad. It's it's it was it was an horrible experience that I don't pray to relive again. I don't even pray for my worst enemy self. If I have one, I don't think I have any. I've, but I don't pray for my worst enemy. Like it doesn't make sense. And I and and to be honest, I remember then I used to say, ah, I don't want to work with a female boss. So. <laughs> and God tested me with one, and I'm like, God, I beg. And I'm grateful for that experience because it made me realize, like, if I if I'm in a leadership position. I don't want to be like this. I don't want to be that person that people are saying, oh, this is the way this person is. I don't want to be a mean boss. I want, be able to, I want people to be able to walk into my office and, you know, say their mind. And, in, and, it's, and the respect is still there. We have a cordial relationship, right? And I don't have to be mean for people to respect me. I don't want to be that boss that, oh, you have to be mean first before people respect you. Because, like, that place... I could feel, I could feel myself changing. Like, I was so frustrated to the point that I used to shout at my other colleagues. It was bad. And then when I realized what I've done, I'll not go back and apologize. But like, please, I'm very sorry. And everything. And, uh, 
Ah, it was horrible. It was horrible. Like, there were a lot of, you know, you rant. You rant very well. You will fight, but you make up and you cry. Yeah. And for anyone who is going through this, um, have an exit plan, you know. Find things that make you happy outside of work. Try and... Another thing that I did was, like... I tried to, like, separate the the, the person... From, I don't know how to explain it. Like, even though this person was doing th- things like this... Like, I used to give this person... Like, I'd be like, this person has some good, right? This person definitely has some good, right? Like I'm, I'm the kind of person to to want to give people benefit of doubt. I'm like this person has some good, and funny enough, the relationship. I don't know if we are if to call it a relationship, but there was a time I needed help, and I was able, like after I left, and I was able to reach out to this person to say I need help, and she was able to help me. You know, maybe the working relationship was not was just not jiving. You know, but outside of work, or after I left, it was. I would say it was better because we didn't have like a relationship, but you know, it was just there. And I don't know, I don't know. But and this is not to malign this person in any way whatsoever at all. That's not the intention. It's just to say that there's some things that are not necessary. There's some things that you've made people go through, and you don't know how much you've hurt so many people. Like you've hurt people. You've like you've made them wish so many things. Like you've made them feel so bad. So there was a time I felt very. I used to be. I I used to pride myself as a very confident person. Like I lost my confidence at some point. Like I remember I got an email one night. I'm like, and the person was questioning my integrity, questioning my my professionalism like how did you get this certification i felt really bad to be honest like i saw that email and i cried because i'm like i don't know like i i'm not going to say that i was the perfect employee i made mistakes and i owned up to my mistakes right but then there are some things that were not necessary at all at all and all those oh and then another thing is like you know most organizations you have to kiss us and all those kissing us you know if it was very unnecessary like if you want people to grow help them grow let them be confident in them so they don't have to kiss us they don't have to play office poly- i know that sometimes they're they're positive impacts of office politics right but when the negativity trumps the positivity there's no point there's no point to be honest and at that point for me i felt like the negativity the negativity trumped the positivity so i wasn't even interested and i'm like nah this is not for me i'm not going to do this and you know at some point like i did i felt like i didn't know what i was doing again i did i felt like i didn't like I shall, I'm, I'm, I'm good at my work, even though I knew that I was good, but I still had doubts. And, um, it was just, it was just a crazy experience to be honest. I, I, I don't pray to encounter such again. And even if I will, I, I, I have, I've now matured 
to the point where I know what to do and how to handle situations like that better, you know. So for me, I think that if you're going through this, just hang in there, look for your exit plan, have the look for a support system, talk to your friends, don't keep mute, and you know, you 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 get out of it. I got out of it, so you you can. A lot of people are, a lot of people got out of this system, and yeah, and they're better now. You know, they're they're they're, they're probably happy wherever they are. So you can always get to that point. I know, but don't let don't let it get to the point where you're so drawn in or sunken, like you're in a sunken place, you can't come out of it. Don't don't let it get to that point. Like once you feel like okay this get out immediately just leave leave at that point oh gosh this i i I never intended for this podcast to be this long but anyway um i'll just say that um say that you know um i pray i pray that god makes each and every one of us good bosses to whoever that we are going to have to work with you know so we are not labeled mean i know that you cannot satisfy human beings right but you know just and then for i have i have i have something for each like people in hr see i know that a lot like i see a lot of videos especially online and everything like people say oh the hr is for the company it's not for you like to be honest i actually agreed with you because most times when you talk to the hr there's it's like you there's nothing nothing is happening and when they come and ask you oh what can we do to make things better and you're like i'm not talking what's the point nothing is going to be done like don't let people get to that point you know you know, don't let people get to that point. Don't. There are a lot of things. There are a lot of positive things that I took out of that place, but I think the negativity was just too much, and I was like, I beg, I beg, I beg. It's time for me to go and everything. And see, I don't even say a lot, but I know I've said a lot. But until next time. So anyway, this is the end of today's episode, and I hope that. Um, you learned a thing or two from it and i would also like to hear uh, i would also like to get your insight on how to deal with a toxic environment or what working how to deal with working in a toxic environment you know how, how did you if you if you if you've left wherever you you worked that was toxic how did you navigate it how were you able to to you know um get out of it what you do how did you make yourself happy you know i would like to hear to 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 hear your input or maybe see your input because i'm going to leave it in the q and a section and i would really would love to read your responses and i would say that again it's the end of today's today it's the end of today's episode and i'm and I'm happy for the support and I'm thankful for the support. So until next time, it's bye-bye from me. Ciao.